interrogation of a hip-hop album where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums put them on the stand see if they stood the test of time now let's see who we got on the stand today welcome to another episode of rap in order i'm first class reg i'm sorry and b today ladies and gentlemen we're gonna get into an artist that i feel has been around for as long as he's been around i don't think he gets a lot of uh recognition i think he's always kind of respected in the shadows um he's a part of a big a conglomerate, a big label um, that's been around and respected for years to come with a highlight artist that we all know about with J. Cole. And I'm talking about J.I.D. or Jid, you know, however you refer to him. Um, this album was a little pivotal for him. This, And I'm talking about DiCaprio too. Um, when it was released, J.I.D. had a lot, of, uh, a lot of eyes on him at the time. You know, obviously being under a name like, like J. Cole, garnered a lot of interest and a lot of new eyes came his way um with this album with it being called DiCaprio I was looking into that too and he always looks like he always talked about in the past um Leonardo DiCaprio being one of the actors that he really was fascinated with um so when you listen to this album it gives you a lot of thoughts in that arena because you know he kind of it kind of kicks off with well I'll get into that later first how do you feel about this album um, I, I checked it out because, you know, I, I was bothering you, like, what album are we going to do? And you mm-hmm. picked this project. And I remember when it dropped because uh, people were talking about how much uh, he sounded like Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that this kind of, like, made me, like, not dive into it because I was just like, well, he sounds like Kendrick Lamar. What, what's the big deal? Like, you know, Ken, uh, J. Cole couldn't sign Kendrick, so he signed, mm-hmm. so he signed somebody who sounds like him. Mm-hmm. But I checked out the project and then I checked out a lot of things um, about him. One being, um, you know, Black Six Slack, that some people call him, is one of my favorite artists ever. And like mm-hmm. finding out that like they like used to run together and like they're like very good friends, um, and that he's from the from um, the, the Atlanta metro area, mm-hmm. piqued my interest because, in my opinion, um, Atlanta is just one of the most unique like music cities. Because you'll have like mainstream artists like Migos, Future, Lil Yachty, um, Twenty One Savage, Lil Baby, right? Mm-hmm. That'll be like you know these these big artists. So like people will think that's a representation, and then you'll have artists like somebody like a Jid, you know, who's like this like real like lyrical miracle kind of guy. But like you know, he, you wouldn't think of him when you think about rappers from Atlanta, or like the kid Rory, right? Who's pretty much like basically like a junior Andre 3000. Mm. Um, there's like a lot of artists from Atlanta that like are really prominent and big and like they don't even know each other or whatever like that. And maybe they're aware of each other, but like they, they don't collaborate. So it's just like a very like large like division in Atlanta still to a certain extent because you have rappers that are like in like the trap lane and like they kind of all talk about the same thing, you know, with the bando you know, um, whatever crime is going on down there, whatever like that, like that lifestyle. Then you have somebody like Jid, who's also in tune with that, but like he just does it in a more lyrical sense. It's it's, it's not as straightforward and, and is more 
is more like lyrically driven. Yeah. So that alone right there, like for me doing my research before I even like played DiCaprio too, like that was just me like learning about him, right? So then I realized that like obviously this guy has ADHD and that's his, like, you know, that's how he got his name Jid because he was jittery when he was a mm-hmm. kid. He got the nickname Jid. So I, I listened to it and I understood like, all right, he can't help this. This is just who he is. He's not purposely trying to sound like Kendrick. As a, as a person, like he's just like, you know, it's kind of like his cadence. It's kind of like how he is. All his interviews, um, God blinks a lot. <laughs> like he just he can't help it. Mm-hmm. Um, but listening to this album made me listen to his current album, um, and I was very impressed. And I felt like, uh, okay, this guy is on to something. It's not his fault. It's no different than you know people talking about Future, you know, being copying off of T Pain, like you know Sean sounding like Biggie. Sometimes you just can't help how you sound. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. Remember, yeah. that, remember that dude that was with Dipset that sounded like Jay-Z? He went nowhere. <laughs> oh, and what was his N-O- name? N-O-E. Okay, and then Angie Martinez had an artist too. Scenario or something like that, or Sicario. Right. Sicario, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That's funny as hell. Um, but with this album, um, J.I.D. was obviously like building. One of, his buzz is like organic, and it's from that... Uh, it's unique because it's at that tail end of the blog era. So like he came in when everything was like being pushed to SoundCloud. So like the first DiCaprio was released, I want to say in 2015. And it was like a defining moment for him. And it's still on SoundCloud, I believe. So mm-hmm. I remember when he put up his uh his Instagram post basically in promotion of DiCaprio too, and he was talking about the creative process of the first one and what he had to go through. And um, this one, this album kind of being a monumental moment for him because you fast forward from then releasing independently to this being like a major album for him and being under an artist like J. Cole, who's from that same type of era. Mm -hmm. So they kind of got each other in that sense. And um, even on this album, with it kicking off with uh, Frequency Change, which was um, produced by Christo. And it's kind of just... When I first listened, without even knowing the background of like his fascination with Leonardo DiCaprio and um and him as an artist, this intro kind of gives you a kind of a good insight of where this album is gonna go because it's like just a bunch of different words and scenarios that are happening. And I was trying to look into it like, well, why did he kick off like this? And the only thing that I could come up with was that, you know no matter what's going on or what the dialogue is, like the main focal point is him and he's going to go off. Mm-hmm. And that's how he sees Leonardo as an actor. Like where, as like, no matter what the role is, no matter what the movie is, no matter if the movie sucks or not, or how you feel about it, him being a focal point is going to be the satisfaction. Yeah. And there's six Leo albums. I mean, Leo, Leonardo Caprio films that are like referenced. Uh, Inception, mm-hmm. The Reverend, Wolf of Wall Street, Titanic, and the Django. Yeah. And those are all... And in all of those roles, DiCaprio has, like, a defining moment as an actor in all of those roles. I think it's fucked up that he didn't include was Ian Gilbert great. I think Leo gave a great performance in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder why. That's interesting, though. Um, So, Slick Talk, though, is what fully kicks this album off. You know, I love when rappers get on a Slick Talk shit. It's a great opener. And I'm a sucker for a good beat switch. Yeah, it was a nice boom bap beat. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the wordplay is brilliant. And, you know, 
he really sounds like Kendrick, bro. Yeah, yeah, he does. Like he can't help it. I get it. It's his voice, but like, goddamn, it's his voice. But at the same time, I think he be trolling too, because I know he's heard this. So I know he's heard that he sound like Kendrick. So like, not only is his voice, but it's the cadence too that he fucks with, and um, and he's a fast. I I didn't peg him for being like a fast rapper, um, but that's definitely what he is. He's in that lane. Cause like even Twister has like referenced him as like being a fast rapper, being one of those rappers that he like likes. You mm-hmm. know that that's in that lane. Yeah, it's just a pocket that he, like he can he can get into. So, um, which one you wanted to talk about next? Cause what I I wanted to discuss is this. Like I'm just going to get straight to the point. Mm-hmm. I think he like whooped Cole's ass on every song they did. Today. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So off these, off these was was cool. Um, that's track four on the album. Off these was was dope because. Usually when you get like the OG, well, quote unquote OG, which is Cole on this album, when you get like the label head on your album, you got to show out a little bit or you kind of play second fiddle and he didn't. It's like he knew that he had to go off Mm -hmm. and he came in fucking swinging on that joint. Um, Yeah, he came in swinging on that joint. Cole sounded good too, but the kid got him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just think that like he he like he like Cole had to jump into his world and like realize like he had to keep the energy up, and it wasn't as easy as he thought. Like, and it's funny because like you know like we give Cole a lot of credit for like when he was able to get hop on a song with um, Twenty One Savage, mm-hmm. um, and there's a few other people that he's gotten on songs with where he was able to like really like show and adapt, prove, adapt, yeah, and adapt but, to their style. But this one, like you could tell, like either. Cole, you know what I'm saying, like probably just didn't want to like do his verse over, but like he got Cole. Cole, Cole did well, but like I feel like Cole wasn't at his at his sharpest. Yeah, one of the one of the other standouts too on this album is um is Westbrook, which features Ferg, because Ferg I feel like he knows why people recruit him. He always lives up to it. Like it's for the energy, it's for the um it's for the chorus, it's for his ad libs. All of that shit works on Westbrook. Um, I don't came up like it's just a feel good joint and it and it doesn't it doesn't disappoint okay um, yeah so jay has a verse on the on this song and i heard when i listened to this i, I knew i heard it before i went back and he did it in the bet cypher the dreamville BET oh cypher. that's where he did this and the verses live life like a baby that died at birth but came back alive and fucked the nurses yeah and it's a triple entendre that he used because he's like yo just live life like you know you're gonna die and you you just come like you you just gonna keep coming like you just gonna do it and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying you just gonna fuck the world up you just gonna fuck everybody up in front of you so I just thought that that was like impressive and I was just like damn like live life like you are gonna die at birth and, and come back alive and fuck the nurses like I just thought that that was just that's, a hell that's of fire yeah a triple entendre when you think like it is like it's not it's not as uh, polished as like a Jay Z triple entendre but uh-huh. it's but it also gives me very like early Nas Big L. Like, Triple Entendre just like, you know, when I was 12, I went to hell for smacking Jesus shit yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's super imaginative. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot, too. And um, he has another joint on here that I really like. He got this joint um, off the Zoinkies, ah. which, is, which is really dope because um, he kind of talks about... It, it's interesting, right? Because Cole has an album that's basically talking about drug rap and being so anti-drug rap, which can kind of be... A little risky to talk about because you could risk sounding corny. Um, but Cole pulled it off in his own way. We reviewed that too, by the way. 
But on Off the Zoinkies, I feel like he did... This song is like maybe three minutes and some change. Mm-hmm. But he did everything in this song that Cole did in that album, where he kind of denounces drug use in rap, denounces using drugs, um, and kind of is on this elitist level of like, yo, not really needing to do it, and y'all niggas that do it is whack. I thought it was kind of dope. No, I thought it was dope, too. I thought it was clever, and... Um... It's it's kind of true. It's like yo, like you you guys are out here like killing yourselves, and like we have so many examples. Like think about like how we lost Juice World. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, um, there's certain people that probably still will be here if like they didn't have these addictions. And obviously, like some people can't help being addicted to something, but it's like if you can like help that person still be here, selfishly for a lot of us, we would rather them be here than not be here. So yeah, yeah don't do drugs. Yeah, and then um. What's another one? I I really fuck with working out. Working out when I was listening to that one. Um, I think I thought about Andre three thousand because of the subject matter. The way it kicks off, it sounds like an outcast beat. It sounds like an outcast chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Andre would have sounded great on it because what JID is essentially talking about is. Being at this level of fame or the early levels of fame, which I feel like a lot of rappers talk about, but he's being at this early level of fame, but also still not completely being happy, still kind of being sad, still feeling like he needs other shit. And I think that's something that Andre can identify with and that he's told us over the years. Right. And he would have went fucking crazy on that. Yeah, man. Andre's on that list if I become extra, like ridiculously snobbishly rich, I'm gonna like pay him an exorbitant amount of money to make an album. Yo, and j- just fucking lock the door. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, just stay in there and Don't give me an album. Don't come out till it's done. I'm sorry, man. I love you. This is not kidnapping. <laughs> I just need a fucking album. Yeah. Don't come out till it's done. <laughs> imagine imagine he gives it to you and it's just flute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would fucking take his flute, too. I'll take his flute. Um, you want to know a disappointing song on here? Um, mm. Tired. Oh, with uh, is that is that the joint with LMA and Black and, and Black? Yeah. yeah, it was it was uh, disappointing because, like I said, I researched and I was like, oh, okay, so like Dave like always like works together, you know, in in the early stages of their career, and um, at so if you, I remember at this time, LMA was like LMA was really like on fire mm-hmm. at the time because she had booed up, right? And, yeah. So I just and the per like it's funny because uh Black still did his thing, LMA still did her thing, but like I was kinda like disappointed in Jid's uh performance on this song. Mm. Like I just didn't think I, I was like, damn, like I was actually like looking forward to this one and I wasn't as impressed. Um another song where I kinda felt like it was it was on on paper, it's like a a, a boom bap is like wet dream. Oh but boy, don't say it because I like this song. I'm telling you, man, hot box. Ah, Method Man held his own. He did his thing, but like man. I didn't think Jid came came through how he should have. Yeah, Method Man and Joey and Joey Badass sounded great on that joint. Um, yeah. but I guess you're right. Like I like it because Method and um and Joey showed out mm-hmm. and they balanced it out, but. When you think about it, I mean, it's Jid's song, so yeah. I'm supposed to like him. Right. It's just, like, that's all I'm saying. Like, I, I was like, wow, okay. Uh, hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he should have just let, let Joey have this or, or Meth have this for their next project or whatever like that. It just, it just seemed like, all right. It, it 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 sounded like a cool thing to do in, in, on, in theory or paper, but it just we just didn't get what what was advertised. Yeah. And then, um, shit, one thing we haven't talked about is the fact that 
DJ Drama is on this album. Yeah, but we and don't find out until like like the what is it? The till like song? the fucking I want to say like the the sixth song I think. Yeah, maybe no. It, it had to be like track nine or ten. I want to say at Hot Boxes when he shows up because right. he's like, oh, nigga, other niggas is on this album. I right, I'm here too, and it was just weird that like this is technically a, a gangster Gangsta grills. grills. Yeah, I think this is when like things like the gangster grills started getting different. Like mm-hmm. when drama started being like, listen, I got generation now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on, on the rise. I got this kid named Uzi, man. Like I think he started taking a different approach. I think this that's... is exactly around the time Uzi was was popping. Yeah, like because I was like, yo, that that was that baffled the fuck. That shocked me. I was like, I thought I had a mistake. I was like, maybe I'm listening to the wrong project. Yeah. And then from there, he was like on every song. Yeah. After that, it's it's so weird to me how they did that. I was kind of disappointed in in the Scarberries track with BJ the Chicago Kid because on on paper it looks amazing. You got J Cole on production. You got Masego. You got Ron Gilmore, um, and you have an assist from Mac Miller to that help uh, curate this song. But you had some that. No, I'm gonna let you finish it. But um, but yeah, I just don't. I just don't feel like it delivered the way I wanted it to. I don't know what I was expecting from seeing everybody mm-hmm. involved, but. I wanted more than what I got. All right, so I have two points to make. BJ, the Chicago kid, is a mystery to me. Like mm-hmm. I, I really thought that by now, like he would be, he would have gotten like, like some, like his. I don't know if it call it his shot or whatever like that, but it seems like he's just like a, like he's like a go to guy in the studio, right? Mm-hmm. It's very like odd to me, um, and I, I, it just never, I just never like could grasp it. Um, the other thing that I wanted to um, talk about was Mac Miller's um, hand in this project. Mm-hmm. It was it was like one of the I want to say like not one of the final projects, but like one like it was in like that roundup of some of the final projects that he had his fingerprints on because mm-hmm. him and Jill like worked a lot together. And I think that uh, I remember you sent me an article um, like a week or so ago where like this guy was like analyzing like a lot of like white artists in hip hop. Oh yeah, and yeah, saying, yeah. Like how pretty much like they're overrated, but like you know somebody like Mac Miller gets a lot of respect because you know like he passed away, but like pretty much like he kind of like served no purpose in hip hop. And I, I thought about that. I don't think that I don't think that that's the case. I just think that Mac Miller probably was better served as a producer, like because he wasn't mm-hmm. like some like he wasn't like Eminem as far as like a rapper, like in like the like obviously. Uh, this, like you know when he did what like the divine divine feminine and swimming like you know he got better mm-hmm. with con- conceptually but i think that he probably was better served like as a producer like or like helping develop artists that's interesting so like i admittedly wasn't the biggest fan of mac miller at first it wasn't until i didn't start really checking for mac miller shit until um watching movies with the sound off and as we know our friend danny danny loves mac miller Always has, always has champion Mac Miller. Um, I thought he was good, you know, but then it wasn't until watching movies that I started seeing his artistry kind of just get bigger. So, like, after after watching movies and then he came out with The Divine Feminine, which I really fucking loved. Yeah, me too. Um, we reviewed that on here, too. Um and then he just kept getting better and better. He was linking up with different producers. He was playing different instruments. He was working with Thundercat. Like, he was just getting... He was in a whole nother realm to me. Like, I thought he was just getting better. Um, the Good AM was a great project, too. So, I can't say that um, 
that him as an artist, I think, and he was still young. He was mad young. Yeah. So like, I think he was only, we got a chance to see him throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks and seeing, you know, him explore his artistry more. I think given the chance, I would have loved to see where he would have gone after swimming. Okay. I'll say it. So this is a, a better assessment. I think that is really unfair that like some some artists or musicians, depending on how they come out, get pigeonholed into rap or hip hop, mm-hmm. and then like we have to like compare them. Like I think Matt Miller was like a really good artist who happened to know how to rap, but mm-hmm. like we didn't we don't know like what else to put him in, and I think that's why the um, writer was so heavy handed with his assessment yeah. of Matt Miller because like he did when he came out, he basically was Asher off. Yeah, but like I think that probably was all he knew, and then as time went on, he had more experiences and found himself. Found himself, he was able to do that. But I think that like you know, like take somebody, and I'm not comparing him to Prince, but take somebody like Prince. What genre would people put Prince in? Would you put him into rock? Would you put him into R and B? Would you put him into funk? Would you put him into soul? No, Mm -hmm. he's a he's a melting pot of all those things. And I think with Mac Miller, I think that that might be a a truthful thing um, about him as well. That like he fits into like a a blend of a lot of genres, mm-hmm. and there's no like one set genre. But in rap and hip hop, like we always we always try to do that, and I think that um that's like the the one of one of the one of the things that holds back a lot of people in hip hop that they I think, get pigeonholed. I think so too, because it sucks because like hip hop is such a dominant thing, and I think um shit even to this day people still refer to um to Uzi as a rapper. Like Uzi's not a rapper to me. Like um but like there he he toggles the line of like being a rock star which will kind of generalize everything he does and his lifestyle. Yeah. But um he's much more than just a like a rapper as as people tend to call him. And I think Mac, you know, since he was so young, he was on his artistry was only growing. So it's kind of unfair to pigeonhole him just to that too when he was about to show us so much more. So right. I get that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's that. And um, as far as this album goes, Just Another Day, Just Another Day is another typical uh, topic from a rapper's perspective. But what did you think about it? Um, just Another Day, I wasn't feeling it. Man. It's just like, like I said, uh, this album, like there were certain parts... Of the album where it's like he like shine and like really show his like his lyrical ability. And then with certain parts where it's just like I'm like, all right, like where are we going with this? Like what's the point? Like and I kinda think that he's still just like figuring it out. Mm-hmm. There's some people who like just immensely talented at rapping, but like they still don't really give you much. Yeah. No, that's true. And and I think um I think with his new album, if you put in perspective where he's at with his new album, because I gave that a listen, um, Man, where he's at now is great. I, I think this was this was the the skeleton to that. I think he's getting more personal in his newer work. Um, he has more to talk about instead of just these uh, like typical topics or off the cuff. And this album isn't as personal. It's not that I really need that many like personal 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 perspectives. I, I need fun. I need some energy. I don't need so much of the same shit. And I think that's what a lot of these points are on this album but it's still like it's still a good listen because he's a good rapper but now 
And it's like we was just saying with Mac Miller, now that he's had the, ten, the chance to grow, because this was in 2018, 2022, he just dropped a new new joint, and it's getting, like, really good reviews. Yeah. I, I see, um, uh, shit, Anthony Fantano, Drake's bestie, <laughs> gave it, like, a 9 out of 10. Um, Pitchfork, I think something similar. So, like, he's getting great reviews. Yeah, Anthony Fantano is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Who's been around <laughs> forever, too. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Um, but you know, that, that kind of, those tracks kind of are the highlights of this album. I would say, I would say for people to check it out, to kind of give them more of a perspective of the kind of artist that J.I.D. is or Jid, whatever you want to call them. Um, what do you feel like giving this album as a rating? Three out of five waffles works for me, um, for this project. It, I think that it, it was like his turning point. Um, I think that this project put uh, put him in a lot of people put him in the con- a lot of people's conversations mm-hmm. when they're talking about music. Um, yeah, I think he got well. One of the reasons why I wanted to do this album was because I felt like he is a part of that era that like we know about so clearly, but he doesn't get talked about at all. I agree. I yeah. mean, and it's funny because I started to argue with you like, man, fuck Jid. Yeah, yeah, like, a I lot of people. I don't want to do this. <laughs> right, let's do another I told, album. I told one of my homies, um, shout out to shout out to Buki, that we was doing this album. And he was like, I mean, I guess. But it's like, bro, like, I mean, J.I.D. has been out here for a while. Like, let's dig into that. Like, what? Why mm-hmm. is it? What do you think is it about him that's not connecting Overall, because people talk about Ari Lennox, yeah. people talk about the rest of the people talk about he, Loot. He sounds like he sounds like Kendrick Lamar. You think that's what it is? Um, for me, that's what it is. Like I, I'm not. I got Kendrick Lamar, and he's better than this guy. Mm. So okay, so I ask you this, because like when when Action Bronson came out, obviously people said he sounded like Ghostface, but people didn't denounce him because of that. It made some, them more intrigued. Some people did, but I just I think that the difference is is that um, Action Bronson is entertaining. Yeah, he's okay. entertaining and outside of rap. So like he's a personality that you you're interested in, even if he didn't rap. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of and Action Bronson's music is such like a a, a one eighty to Ghostface Killer's music. So it's just like when you hear the music, like you just completely like you can separate the two. Mm-hmm. Like just like he just has he had like his like it, he has like way more humor like he just like Bronson's personality is so big man yeah. it just brings you in and it's and it's just one of those things where it's just like you just know the difference. There's so much he can Good do point. with his. There's so much he can do with his name too. Like yeah, he could man. be a fucking wrestler. He's actually he wrestling be, next Saturday. Yeah. Uh, for um for, at, at um, AEW Grand Slam. That's amazing. Yeah, so at, like, at Arthur at, at Ash Stadium. And yep. he's an authentic fan of that era. Like yeah. he, wrestling, fucking, he can have a cartoon like Mike Tyson had. He could do so much with his fucking name. Yeah. Like, and he's that type of personality. Interesting guy, man. Yeah, he is. But um, yeah, I feel comfortable giving giving JID's album a three as well. Um, only because from here he grew as an artist. Uh. His newer album is is definitely worth checking out over this one, but I'm a fan of listening to things in order. So like that's maybe that's like a Virgo trait people tell me about of just being like this. But I would say check this out before you get to his new album. It's definitely worth the time. Um, but that's it. I'm First Class Reg. And I'm Tori and B. And we're out of here, y'all. Catch you guys next time. These are their stories.
Dun dun.